Hello and welcome back to the Next Gen Podcast. This has been an absolutely crazy week in my world and this podcast is going to be a little bit different than my others. So this week in my region, uh, since last uh, Thursday, we've had a lot of natural disaster slash fire slash everything has just been crazy. So I think I might give you a bit of a recount of what happened and, uh, and some of the blessings and some of the high points that we've seen despite what's going on. So last Thursday, I was coming back from meetings down in Newcastle. Uh, I did not expect what was going to happen since then. Uh, as I drove past uh, out past Kalungaluk and heading towards Nabiak, which is a town just south of where I live, uh, I saw a fire, a column of fire. Now, we've had some fires already in this region, uh, but I knew this one looked a little bit different. And I thought, hmm, this could be the start of something crazy. I didn't even imagine what it could be. So I had to go to a meeting, uh, which is out at a, a school that um, our church has up in my region. And the smoke column got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we came into the school the next day. Uh, my wife teaches there. And the smoke column got bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually we had to evacuate the school. And that's pretty unprecedented for this region. So we continued on and it eventually eventuated into a lot of houses being lost uh, down in a little community called uh, Rainbow Flat, which is opposite the freeway and that continued to burn into Saturday morning, um, which was a pretty insane time. Uh, church was just kind of whatever it could be. Uh, we went out and we tried to help people and the fire continued to get worse on uh on Saturday, on Sabbath, and then Sunday, the fires continued to get worse, and Monday was a bit of a lull, and then Tuesday uh, was a bit wild as well, uh, until Wednesday, and now we're back to Thursday, and it's just now a week since the fire started, and there's been fires up and down the mid-north coast, uh, pretty much from our region all the way up to uh, the Queensland border and up into Queensland. It's just been fires galore. And our region has been hit pretty hard. Um, we've lost a lot of houses. Uh, on the mid-north coast, there's um, an estimated 200 houses that have been lost so far in the fires in New South Wales, uh, in these fires. And so that is a pretty large tally. And there's also been four people that have unfortunately lost their lives as a result of the fires. So... As a young pastor, I'm kind of in the middle of this. What do I do? Uh, so I've just uh, supported as best I can, uh, called around all my members multiple times, and um, one of the other pastors in our region, he was stuck on the other side of the fire, so I was at his church for a while as well. And it just kind of has eventuated, however it's eventuated. Um, it's been very educational learning how to do pastoral care in a traumatic situation that is ongoing. Uh, I now see that it's a completely different way of doing ministry. But there's been also a lot of blessings that have happened. And I'm not going to be able to share exact details, but there's a number of people that have kind of been near our church or have left the church or haven't thought about the church for a long time that have reached out for support which is an absolutely amazing thing. And I'm so glad to see it. And I'm also um, so thankful that we are able to be here to support those individuals in this time. Uh, we've 
tried to respond as best as we can. Um, but we haven't had the most resources in this area, so it makes it a little difficult at times. But to be honest, we've, we're doing quite well. And so now we're going to be shifting towards recovery, which is going to be a whole nother another phase, a whole nother ball game, in fact, with recovery. So that has kind of been my week. I've just worked far too hard. Uh, today I just noticed myself I was what you would term burnt out. I was just exhausted. And I just had to stop because otherwise I would end up uh, pushing myself too hard because I'm someone that uh, won't stop when I need to. I'll often keep on going until the point of exhaustion, um, but I knew I needed to stop. So I'm glad that I did stop because it has meant that I'm ready to go for the weekend because I'm preaching on Sabbath and i got to write a sermon tomorrow. So that's going to be an interesting experience. But it's amazing some of the wonderful blessings that have happened. There's people's houses that have been saved. Our school is okay. And I want to give a massive thanks to everyone who prayed for it, whether it was Adventist or not. I know a lot of people and a lot of churches were out there were praying for our school, and it's all okay. And I don't know how some people process this sort of event, but for me, the way I process it is by helping. And if I'm not helping, I feel a little useless but in order to help, I also have to be able to stop and learn how to rest and recuperate before I go out and serve and share and help people. So I'm excited to see what our church can do in the response to be able to help people. But when we think about um, the idea of next gen or the next generation and, and passing things on to the next generation in this sort of situation... It's the perfect moment for all generations to be able to serve together on the front lines of ministry and really join together as a community. So that's one of my goals is I want to try and make our community really join together and really knit together in this time and really get close to each other whilst that we are processing a disaster where um, the fire is still going, it's still out of control, the fire just... Um, just not long ago, ticked back up to emergency and it's burning towards some communities closer to my other church. Um, so that we're not out of the woods by a long way yet and tomorrow's a bad day. And that's a unique thing about this disaster is people are trying to recover at the same time while other people are being affected by the same disaster, which is a very unique, I guess, which is, yeah, I, I go unique, which is a very, I guess, unique experience in that, we are, as humans, so keen to bounce back. We want to bounce back straight away. And trying to manage our human emotion in that need to bounce back and have control uh, is something that I don't think we understand yet. It's something that we don't know. The human spirit is something that just needs to bounce back. And it's so beautiful and so heartening to see it happening in front of me um, as I'm a pastor in the front scenes. But in this sort of disaster, how do you take time for yourself? And that's a question I was just trying to answer, and I'm still trying to answer it. But I know that one way for me, and one way that I can take time for myself is to get into Scripture. And so I want to read something, and I want to discuss it, and then we'll end the podcast. 
And it says, there is, there, this is Romans chapter 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law weakened by flesh could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and to deal with sin. He condemned sin in the flesh so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh but to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, and it does not submit to God's law, because it cannot. But those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit. Since the Spirit of God dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you... Though the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, but who, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies, also through his spirit that dwells in you. I think I, I just love that passage, because for me it brings me so much peace and comfort in this time that no matter about the craziness going on around me, I've still got peace and I've still got a comfort that I know I'm saved and I've got salvation and I'm not a, a slave to the to what goes on in our world. I'm not controlled by it. It doesn't dictate what happens in my life. And I've noticed a lot of people in this area have been reconsidering their relationship with God and whether they have one. But I know that I don't want to see people make a rash decision. I want to see people make a decision to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's kind of part of my role as a pastor. But at the also also part of my role as a pastor in this situation is to bring comfort to people and to let people process what's going on in, in our area in a really open way. And when I read this passage, it helps me to understand how to be peaceful and to be a comforter because Jesus is my comforter. But also how to be a comforter when... I've also experienced some of it, just an inkling of it. My our house is pretty safe, but we've been kind of have it, we've kind of been having it going going all around us. We've had people staying with us on and off uh, when their houses have been unsafe, and we've been opening up the churches, and I've been working far too hard. I think at one point I'd done thirty four hours inside of forty eight hours, um, and yeah. So we're going to learn how to take time to be peaceful, to be with God, so that we can be comforters to others. I'm no use to others if I don't actually stop and take some time to seriously be with those around us, to seriously be with God so that I can be with God's, God with those around us. So whenever you're in a disaster as a pastor, your response is kind of dictated by the events of the day. And I hope that my response has been one of care and comfort rather than selfish ambition. I've seen some people in this disaster, Christian or not, respond with selfish ambition, uh, that they want things to happen so that they get the credit. Whereas in this situation, the credit isn't mine, and the credit isn't the church's. The credit is God. The credit is God's. He's doing things through me. He's doing things through our community. He is present even in this space. He doesn't stop the fire. 
because he didn't start the fire. But I know that he's protected so many people from the fire. And at times it might seem unfair, but ultimately God is there. And knowing that the fact that God is there is something that brings me a lot of peace and comfort and joy at this time. And I hope it does the same for for many others. And in this disaster, uh, as someone who's a next-gen pastor, you might term, um, I've had to lean on the experiences that my mentors, that my dad, and that my family members have set before me and I've watched to be able to respond appropriately in this time. Uh, I, I hope I've been able to be a very responsive and respectful pastor. And disasters are unique because they have us all questioning the fairness of God. And sometimes we think that God isn't very fair. And when I look at the fire, I go, hmm, that person's house got skipped, but the person next door, they lost their house. How is that fair? And I don't think it's fair because I don't think it's God. I don't think God has a part in someone's house burning. What I think God has a part in is in our response, working through us to be able to share and comfort and guide and bring peace to those individuals that have lost a lot. The fact that we as a church are in prime position and safe to be able to share with others is also a blessing. So I guess for me... God is enabling my church and enabling me to share with all of those around us just what he's doing for them. I really struggle when people within the church uh, share messages of judgment and doom and gloom that suggest that this disaster is because of sin or because of something that this community has done. And I deny that, honestly. I just deny that. I don't even believe that it's what people, some people say that it's the... Um, winds of the angels being let go in, in Revelation. And I don't think that either. There's always been fires. I just think this is something that's just a horrible disaster. And we're here to support those to be able to love on them and perhaps they might also learn to love and hear and share and be a part of a community where Jesus is the focus. Not theology, not some doctrine or fundamentals, but Jesus is the focus of everything in our community. And I can't wait to see us minister to a group of people in that situation, to be minister to our community in that situation. The network within the community that I've been able to develop through this disaster is actually a blessing. It's going to hold us in such good stead for the future, for ministry in the future. We're really going to be able to forge a path through this network and I can't wait to do it I've just got to rest up to be able to do it and so if you out there want to help in this disaster uh, what can you do I know lots of people are contacting me and sending supplies which are awesome I don't know how I'm going to use them yet Uh, we'll discover it if you are listening to this and you're in my area and you know of a need let me know If you were out of my area and you know of a need, let me know. Uh, But if you want to help, just uh, send me a message and I will be able to tell you how we can best use it. I've already had a number of people contact me. Our churches are primed and very practical and ready to help people. 
We've just got to wait until it is safe for us to do so. And we're hoping that that will be after this weekend. So pray for our community, support our community. Uh, as we recover, it's going to be a long recovery. The bush is going to take a long time to recover after these fires and the people are going to take even longer. And I think these scars are going to be remembered for generations as we remember what's happened and what's gone on. If you want to see some of the photos from it, have a look at my Instagram or my church's uh my church's profiles on our Instagram and Facebook. I've shared some of the stuff there. Um, and I will share some more in coming days. But I'm excited and I'm glad that we are safe here. Uh, Michaela and I have been able to support people, which is the main thing. And disaster recovery is an interesting thing. And I just want to thank Adventist Community Services as well for everything they've been doing. Um, for giving monetary support and practical support as well. And I also want to thank the church community on a wider level. Um, yeah, there's those people out there that say that this is because of the judgment or something, which I don't, I don't follow. Uh, but I want to thank the wider church community for binding together, for giving us messages of support. It really does help. And for also knowing the fact that we are going to need practical support, but now isn't the time. Um, in the coming weeks, we will need it, and the suppliers will need to start coming in very soon, and we will need to start sorting them and getting them sorted so that we can distribute them effectively. But we are in a situation now where we get to serve our community with no holds barred. We get to outrageously love on our community, and I'm so excited to be able to do that. So this has been a bit of a different episode of the Next Gen Podcast. So I just want to thank you guys for listening. Go and check out some of my other episodes. My first one isn't that great, but after that, they're getting better. And um, if you want to help, you can email the podcast, um, which is nextgenpod at gmail.com. Or you can go and find me on any of my social media and uh, let me know there what you think you can do to support um i'll be checking all my message requests as well if you're not friends with me um and yeah don't forget to subscribe leave me a review on itunes and i'll catch all of you guys in the next one over and out (laughs) 